Hey there, Grace Hart here and welcome to Beyond Domestic Violence. Today we're going to be jumping in and talking about parts. Now it's, you know, there's volumes and volumes of information out there and I can't possibly cover even the tiniest of amounts. Um, so I'm just sharing something with you to either invite you to go, yeah, no, nah, that's not for me. <laughs> or go, oh, um, you know, this is something interesting and I'm going to go, you know, go Google, go explore. And, uh, you know, if you do have some support people out there, trauma-informed specialists, psychiatrists, psychologists, etc., um, maybe consider speaking to them about parts as well. Okay, so the simplest way to put it is that when we're born, we're developing, right? And so there's all these different parts of us. Some of those parts um, can be indoctrination from parents, society. Sometimes, you know, it can just be you, you, who you be, genetics, generational trauma. It's, it's a whole mix. And as I said, I'm not an expert. This, and I'm giving you a really, really like tip of the iceberg stuff. Okay, so, so when you're born, you have all these different parts. And generally what happens is as you develop, these parts come together to make you, to make, a, you know, your personality. Now, I read in a book and I loved it. Um, the gentleman talked about your infinite being um, being like the sunshine. Now, when I say infinite being, I mean the the part of you that when you die and you you know you leave your body, that part, that essence of you. Now, that essence of you is like the sunshine. It it it's not broken. It can never be broken. Just like your gut, your gut, your inner knowing can never be broken. What can happen with trauma is your ability to access, uh, sorry, access the sun that you are can be tricky with all the trauma clouds and if you've had such significant trauma it's a bit like an eclipse it's like sun what sun you know so depending on where you're at with that spectrum you may not have any access to your sun your essence the the real the real being the being you who you truly be or you may in fact, have, you know, enough trauma clouds that you, you still can see glimpses of who you are. Now, if you're paying all your attention to the trauma clouds and you really don't have access to the sun or, or very limited access to the sun, the, the you, what can happen is you think you're you, but you're actually the clouds. Or another way to put it is imagine a light bulb and you're the light and if you were looking from outside in and that light bulb was covered in dirt or dust, you're not really going to have access to be able to see the light inside. However, if you, you know, cleaned the outside of the light bulb, you'd be like, oh, wow, there's <laughs> a really bright light there. So it's the same thing. When you're, when you're actually focusing on the parts or the trauma, you may not have access to the beauty that you be and you may buy the lie that you're broken. You may buy the lie that you have no idea who you are or um, something's wrong with you. And generally speaking, that's because you're focusing in on the trauma clouds and not realizing there's a bright, beautiful sun there. In other words, you, the being of you, it's untainted. The sun doesn't need to fix anything or change anything. It just shines. And when you're being you, it just shines. So you don't have to try to be you or change the sun so it shines different or anything like that. It's really just 
about realizing, are you looking at the clouds or are you being the sun? And your ability to perceive that will be dependent on where you are in the spectrum of how many trauma clouds, you know, are you on or are you in an eclipse? You know, you can't even, and I'm smiling and giggling and I don't mean that as a disrespect to you. I'm laughing because I've been there. It's like, I remember feeling like I had no choice. And when you have no choice, it's like blackout. You can't see the sunshine. You can't be the sunshine that you be. It's not accessible. There's not enough energy in your system to be able to choose to leave or be open to possibilities. Now, depending on how little access you have to your sun, if you have nearly nothing, it would look like depression. It would look like really uh, having the parts take over. I did this exercise with this gentleman, um, and I will put his uh, book uh, called No Bad Parts. Um, and Richard, the author, he talks about, um, you know, getting to know your parts. And he does it beautifully. I highly recommend his, his book. Uh, and I'd get the audio because you can actually listen to his um, – he does lots of meditations or exercises more than meditations. And one of them was actually just – just quietening and and being present with um, just allowing your part to come up. Now, a lot of you might say, what do you mean parts? And you may have had the experience where it's like, I want to do this, but I don't know if I should. Or I really want to do that, um, but I better not. Or you might have, uh, you know, an experience of, oh gosh, you know, I've, I've left the washing, I haven't put the washing out. Or I've got to phone such and such. Now, you may actually hear that as a voice, and I don't mean it as a, a voice, like a separate voice to you, but it's like, you, you know, when you remember something, that's a part. <laughs> so, parts can be uh, dissociative or disenfranchised, and that's when they don't actually generate and create for you. They are wounded parts that in a moment of trauma or in moments of trauma, where they realized they had no they had no choice and they chose what they chose, why they chose it to whether it's to keep safe or what whatever it is. But it was always to protect you. However, now it might be years after the trauma and that part is still hopping in the driver's seat. So if you find yourself, you know, emotional or reacting to things, um, getting triggered often, um, that would be a part. It's not the sun right? When you're being the sun, when you're being you, there's none of that going on. Now, depending on how much trauma you've had, you may not even be the sun at all right now. You know, I thought I was. However, these parts can get quite um, convincing that they're you. (laughs) And then there's other parts that aren't disassociative or disenfranchised. And they're generative and creative. It's like a skill. You know, if you learned how to fly, um, that's a great skill. You know, it's empowering, it's creative. Or you might have learned uh, how to do CPR. Fantastic. They're not things that will hurt you. They're things that if you think of yourself as the sun is the inside of the flower, the, the center of the flower, and then there's a whole bunch of petals. And some of those petals are things like, I know how to do CPR or I know how to fly or, you know, um, I, I'm really good at this. And, you know, just and it can also be that you have petals that are disassociative um, or disenfranchised. So when I talk about the, the voice of trauma and the clouds of trauma, we're talking about the dissociative and the disenfranchised parts. 
We're not talking about the parts of you that you have access to that are magic and miraculous and, you know, gifts, talents, skills, abilities. They're great. You, you know, enjoy those pedals. And, um, you know, you aren't that pedal, but you have access to it. It's, it's a skill you have, right? However, there are pedals that aren't there. They, they, they're there in a way that doesn't actually contribute to you anymore. So an example of this is Peter Levine's work where, you know, giving you the example of a, a lion chasing a deer. And when the deer, the, the first response, you know, you've got fight, flight, freeze and fawn the first response would probably be to flee, right? It's going to try and get the fire truck out of there. Now, eventually, it might get too tired and then it realises, you know, it's no point fighting a lion, it's going to die. So the only other option is to freeze. And when that animal freezes, the, the um, neurology, the nervous system of that animal is still in fight and flight mode inside it's like all of this energy is just being held. It wants to run. It wants to fight, but it knows better. It knows it needs to freeze right now. So it appears on the outside calm, cool and collected, but inside a whole different thing's going on. Now what happens in the animal kingdom is that that you know, deer gets up, shakes it off. Um, if it's really traumatic, it might just do a bit of a you know, crazy dance for a while, like just sort of bucking and, and that sort of thing. And then it just lets the trauma out of the body. We don't do that. And so we have pent up trauma from, you know, even pre-birth, you know, from it might have been cortisol, adrenaline in, in the uterus that you had. And so we become addicted to a certain level of trauma. And it, and it feels weird to have happiness. It feels weird to have peace, you know, and, and joy and spaciousness. And the parts work is really getting you to know when you're being you and when you're not. Now, parts work isn't for everybody. There's lots of different you know, modalities out there. I'm just focusing on part work now just to give you the example of what it's like. So in that moment, maybe you had a traumatic experience like that deer and you froze and you didn't get rid of that trauma and now you're an adult and you're quick to react. You get frights easily. You snap easily maybe. And that might be because that part that, let's say you were five when that happened. So you have a five-year-old part who's in the driver's seat and every time, and even when they're not in the driver's seat, if anything looks or smells like that trauma that it experienced when it was five, it will hop into the driver's seat, it will hijack, and all of a sudden you're no longer the son, you're this five-year-old. And you've had that experience where you just don't feel like you, or you feel like your mom or your dad, you're like, what the hell, <laughs> Right? Or you might see or hear someone and they're just behaving so differently to how they are and like, what's going on? So I'd like you to explore. And so this week, what I'd love you to focus on is if you want to do some part stuff. Have a little think. You know what you like when you're off, when you get triggered. And if you're willing, have an explore. Just sit down in a comfortable position where you know you're safe, secure and supported and the phone's not going to ring or anything like that. And just check in, just like, hey guys. Because we have this inner community. And imagine that you have this community in real life and you never spoke to them. You never actually realised you had a pedal that could do CPR, for example, or a fly plane. 
And so if you didn't know that and you needed a, a pilot, right, you're missing out on the gifts of you. And equally, if you've got a wounded part that's either a bully because it's sucked in so much abuse from your um, domestic violence relationship or from your past trauma, so it is almost like a perpetrator in itself, the other community members might be like, oh, we don't like you, and they might exile that part. And, you know, my interesting point of view is when somebody does something so offensive – for example, domestic violence, pedophilia, rape, murder. My interesting point of view is one of these are exile parts that have been held back for so long and they haven't had the opportunity to release that trauma and then one day, like a bull out of the gates, it just comes out and they snap. So if you're willing to just recognise, what if my body is holding on to trauma that I might not even know I've got? A lot of us are walking around with trauma and we don't even realise it. We just think that's the new normal, you know, or it's ageing or, you know, I I used to think um, I had a car accident and I thought a lot of my things were because of the car accident. And since doing part stuff, I'm like, wow, okay, that wasn't part of that. That was something completely different. So if you're willing to just explore that, your, your play this week would be, If you're feeling sad, instead of saying, I am sad, what if you chose to say, I have a part that is sad? And they call that the process of untethering. Because what happens is with these dissociative parts or disenfranchised parts, they hijack you and they merge in, you know, cover the sun. And then all of a sudden you think they're you because you've, you've been blended with them. And so the best way to start the unblending is just to recognize that isn't you. You're the beaming sunshine, right? So when you say, I'm sad, you can say, I have have a part that's sad. And that part would have absolutely every reason to be sad. When you talk to it, it would be absolutely true for that part that they're sad. And one of the things that you can gift just really quickly, if you're willing, if you spoke to that part and maybe just allow me to speak to that part in you that might be sad or scared or whatever it is and they don't have to listen to me now, they, maybe they can, it's up to them. However, if you invited them to pay attention to how old they are, maybe ask them, hey, how old are you? And you may also ask them what's going on and they will respond how they respond. And, you know, it might be like, I'm scared. And if it's scared, just say, hey, I can really see that you're scared. I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can be for you? What do you require? And they may just let you know. And the other super important thing is to let them know how old you are. Because a lot of times they don't realise that you've grown up. And so they're holding this fear that they had when they were little, thinking you're still that little. But when you let them know the age you are, and then let them know how amazing you are, 
and all the information you've got that that would never happen again, you wouldn't allow it, you'll find that they may just instantly integrate. And there'll just be this sense of space or you may have a tear fall. Because a lot of times these parts are just trying their best because they realize that the sunshine was unavailable at that time. You weren't available to help them. And you may even have a few parts that are angry at you for not being the sunshine, for not having their backs. But if you let them know how old you are now and that you're working on it, or maybe you're at a stage where you're actually, you know, pretty much healed, you can say, I've got you. I've got this. You know, you can go play now. And maybe say sorry. You know, I'm sorry I wasn't there for you when you needed me. But let me be there for you now. And maybe as you're listening to my words and if your parts are open to receiving that from you, you may notice that you're feeling a bit different. And one of the things this author said that really made me kind of go, wow, okay, that's super interesting. So one of the exercises that he did was he got you to just be open to receiving a part and then he asked you, you know, how do you feel about that part? You know, are you frightened of them? Do you feel protective towards them? How do you feel? And then after the exercise, he shared that when you have a feeling towards a part, that's a part. It's actually not the sunshine. And I was like, oh my goodness. And, you know, I, I've got a, a group where we talk about this sort of stuff. And um, one of the ladies talked about how the universe slaps her. You know, it gives her clues, clues, gets stronger and stronger, then, then gives her a slap. And, and I made the comment that the universe doesn't do that. And it's the same thing with your being. Your being doesn't push. Your being doesn't force. Your being doesn't get scared. Your being, when you're being you, has total access to everything. And it would know what to do if it found itself in a situation where there was potential harm. So what tends to happen is that instead of us being the space of possibilities, when we're in trauma and especially with domestic violence, we're in a very protective energy, a very solid, contracted energy. It's not expansive because to be expansive is, is a threat. It's, it doesn't feel safe. However, when you be the space, that's when all the potentials are there and that's when all the possibilities are there. And that's where you might, you know, bump into somebody or hear some information. Or, However, when you're in fear and you're just focusing on the particle instead of the wave, you only have access to your conclusions, your expectations, your fears, your doubts, your anxieties. So this week, as a way to create more space in your universe and therefore more possibilities and more healing and more receiving and all that yummy stuff that you may not even think is possible right now, I get it. Just you saying, I have a part that's, and fill in the blanks, sad, terrified, no choice, 
feels like it's never going to change, feels hopeless, useless, worthless. Just say it as, I have a part. And also, if you're willing, have a chat to that part. However, just acknowledging that it's not you really helps because you start to unblend, you know, untether. And as you start to do that, that's sweeping those clouds away. And if you're willing to do this, you'll change the actual biochemistry. You'll change your addictive thought patterns to the level of cortisol and adrenaline that you're used to. It takes courage because I'm asking you to step into a space and a world that maybe you don't know is possible or on some level you do. You know, I was watching a movie uh, the kids mentioned called Free Guy with um, Ryan Reynolds. I, I think he's gorgeous. And um, there was a moment in the movie where they're basically, it's a bit like the Truman Show, you know, where he finds out that he's not real. Um, you know, he's, he's part of a game or part of a show. And there was this moment, there was lots of moments that made me go, oh my gosh, you know, with, with this particular movie. But one of them was, so this character has a best friend and this character's worked out that the, the world they're living in of trauma and drama and upset and, you know, intrigue isn't real. It's a game. And so he, he was so excited to, to say, here, put these glasses on and you'll see this is just a game. It's not real. And his friend's like, what? Of course it's real. You know, that's the only proof he's got. Of course it's real. And his friend's like, no, please, just, just put on these glasses and you'll see what I mean. And he held them out and there was this moment where he had choice. And in that moment, he chose to not put them on. And the thing I want to say to you is, he's not wrong for that. And he's not right for that. And the main character who offered the glasses, you know, it's not right or wrong that he offered it. It's all just choice. So in that moment, that man chose to not put the glasses on. And therefore, he kept his reality, which was the game is true. And in a weird way, I'm offering you the same thing. You know, I'm asking you to untether. I'm asking you to see another possibility. I'm asking you to create more space. And I know it can sound insane because I've been there. I've been in the world where there's trauma and you can't see a way out and you've made your abuser or the violence so significant and never changing. I get it you'd have so much proof that that is real and true, just like this man had so much proof that that world was real. However, if you're willing to see a different possibility with violence, start with this. Start with acknowledging, what if those things that I think, you know, I'm sad, I'm fearful, it's hopeless, what if they're indoctrinations? What if they're just parts? What if that's not the sun? And so it's a journey. <laughs> it can happen instantaneously. It can, it can take as long as it takes. There's no right or wrong. However, I really invite you to it, especially if you're feeling hopeless and, and just exhausted. 
So I wish you a beautiful week. And if you are exhausted, if you're able, just do something that brings you joy. Read something, do something. If you can connect with somebody, anything that brings you joy. And another way of bringing in energy is gratitude. Because even when you're going through the most horrific things, you can be grateful for something. Whether it's being able to walk, being able to see. If you've got a good friend to have a good friend, that's fantastic. What else can you be grateful for? You know, grateful for the DV laws that are changing. Grateful that there are digital footprints now that can really help you. Grateful that the police are more accountable now. Grateful that the police are becoming more and more trauma-informed and we're getting DV services. Not happening fast enough, of course. However it's happening, let's be grateful. And what else is possible? So I wish you and your parts to know how loved you are. And if you've had some parts that have gone through something terrible, I just wish to say to that part, I'm so sorry. I am so, so sorry. But you know what? There's a world out there that is safe. And you can be secure and supported. And there is a world out there that is fun and kind There are beautiful people and lots of beautiful experiences to be had. But let's start with acknowledging what you've been through and what else is possible. So I'll catch you next week. Have a beautiful week. And imagine, just imagine that this week could be a a week, a space of possibilities that something totally unexpected could just arrive. Just boom, just like, just the most amazing thing. Can you get the energy of that? What if you allowed that to show up for you this week? You know, ask, I call it the universe, but whatever you want to call it, ask. Hey, show me something beautiful. Because it can, it can happen just like that. And it never shows up how you think. You know, I asked. (laughs) I asked the universe to show me a phantasm. (laughs) That would make me giggle. And, um... Anyway, I came back, probably about four or five hours later, I came back home and I was just walking up the stairs and I was just looking down when I was walking up the stairs and as as I got to the the top, I just looked up and there was this um, king parrot and um, king parrots in Australia are are quite big birds and they've just got so many colours and it just looked at me and then it flew and not in a frightening way, it just flew right up to my chest and then flew away. And when I said fl- fl- it flew away, it just flew back to where it was, which is like um, oh, 30 centimetres, 40 centimetres away. And then we just stood and looked at each other. <laughs> it was just beautiful. And then it flew again. It flew up to my head really close and just looked at me and then just flew back down and then just chatted with me. And it wasn't going anywhere, so I just sort of was there for enough time that I really had to get back inside. (laughs) So I thanked it, and, um, you know, so it never shows up how you think. It will show up 
especially when you have the space to receive it. And when you're in domestic violence, there's not a lot of space. So let's start with creating some space. Okay. Well, you're beautiful. You are amazing. Even if you don't feel like it, you're amazing. And even if you don't feel like it, you're brave. You're incredibly brave. So I'm letting you know that. And uh, have a great week. And I'll catch you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.